Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valacita. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. This is Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You, too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. My name is Eva. Good morning, Sister Yvonne, and happy Wednesday. Oh, thank you so much. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good day. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? This is Dr. Chris. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Dr. Chris. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Felicita. This is Miss B. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Can I put in a prayer request? Okay, just one moment. Okay, I'm ready. My husband Wayne is having cataract surgery this morning, so just Please have someone pray for him. And you, is your husband's name Wayne, you said? Yes. Okay, cataract surgery this morning. Thank you. Got it. Thank you for letting us know. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Tina. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Tina. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? 
Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Oh, this is Demoria Jackson. Good morning, Demoria. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Demaria. Hello, Velocita. This is Trina, the finisher. Good morning, Trina, the finisher. Happy Wednesday. Hey, good morning, Mari. Auntie Diddy. Hey, Vala. Hey, how you doing? Good morning, Diddy. Hey, Happy I'm so Wednesday. excited. It's Wednesday, and Mari on the line. Yeek! I know. <laughs> I was happy to hear him. <laughs> so happy to hear you, too. Thank you. Good, Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Donald. Okay. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. How are you doing, Valuable and Family? Doing great. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones in mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Thank you for joining us for the last day in June, where the monthly theme is entitled Order. All of our declarations have been focused on this understanding order according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal account at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we do have one spoken prayer request, and that's from Mrs. B. And she is asking for prayer for her husband. His name is Wayne, and he's having cataract surgery this morning. So let's lift up Wayne for cataract surgery this morning. The order of the call is as follows. 
Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bernice, declaration by Dion, then the closing comments will be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order, prayer and corporate praise by Bernice, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by Dion as well. The scripture for today is Acts chapter 6, verse 2. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. We also ask that you maintain your volume and tone of your prayers to a reasonable level to not pray over the prayer warrior's voice as they are leading us to the throne. Thank you for your participation and cooperation. I now pass the call to Bernice. Have a blessed day. Bernice, if you're praying, we can't hear you. Is there an available ambassador that would be able to pray this morning in case Bernice is not able to come on? I got, I can if um, she's there and Dee Dee. Okay, go ahead, Dee Dee. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this new day that we have not yet seen. We thank you for just brand new mercies, Father God. We give you praise and thanks for who you are, God. Thank you just for breath, God. Thank you for the ability to hear, to move, to see. Thank you for being our provider, Jehovah Jireh. We thank you, Father, just for one more day. Yesterday is over. Tomorrow is not promised, so we have to rejoice in the now. Oh, God, oh, God, we thank you for the now. Let everything that have breath just rejoice in the now. Don't worry about Worship. We have to turn worry into worship. Pity and the praise and just give you the, the glory because you deserve the glory. You deserve it all, God. It wasn't us. It wasn't the alarm clock. It wasn't the, the children, the dogs barking. It was you. You blew your breath in our love, so we thank you. We just have an attitude of gratitude. Everything, God, everything has to change. Nothing remains the same. Thank you, God. Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, for healing those that are sick, God. Those that have got diagnoses and the doctors are saying there's nothing else that they can do, but we trust you, God. I lift up bubbly to you right now, God. Thanking you and all the other prayer requests, God, for, for Barbara, for, for Wayne that's going to cataract surgery, God. You can just do anything. That surgery's going to go successful, so we thank you for touching the surgeon's hands, God. I thank you for... Anybody right now that's just struggling in their mind, you are a mind regulator. Hallelujah. Thank you for being Jehovah Shalom and being peace no matter what the situation is. There's nothing too hard for you to do, God, if we really believe what we say we believe, when we believe our prayers, when we repeat your word back to you. There's nothing that you can't do. So I just thank you, God. I thank you. You know exactly what's going on. There's so much going on in this, this cold, cold world. But, God, we still trust you. 
We still trust you. We just trust you with everything, no matter what it's looking like, no matter what it feels like, God. We just give you the glory this morning. So grateful to hear Demarie on the line. Hallelujah. Thank you for our young men. Thank you for healing Josiah. I lift up Deontay to you, God. I call out all of our sons, our nephews, our brothers, our cousins, our husbands, all of our men. It just seems like so much is going on, but God, we still know that you are in control. Thank you for Dion. Thank you for who she is. Thank you for her obedience. Thank you for her yes, God, and how she walks her life out loud, unashamed, unapologetic. Hallelujah. Thank you for her. God, and then I thank you for 61 years that you gave Tanya, not Tanya, and she's looking like she don't look like what she's been through. Hallelujah. God, thank you for her life, God. Thank you for just making her just stay with her mind on you, God. I thank you just for everything. It's so much to be grateful for, God. But I know this morning that every victor that dialed in this morning, dialed in because they had a praise on their heart. They had a praise. They just want to give you a hallelujah because that's the highest praise. Not just a bunch of nothing but some words, effective prayer. They have some concerns. And you said to bring concerns to you, to lay it all at your feet and not to pick it up. So lay it all at his feet this morning. Just have a conversation with God. Let him know that you thank him. Let him know that you appreciate him. Let him know that he is magnificent. He is extravagant. Just let him know. Have a conversation. He just wants to dwell with you. He just wants you to sit and talk with him. So, so Victor, take your phones off mute and just give God a hallelujah because that's what he deserves this morning. Hallelujah. 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 The highest praise. Thank him for everything. Thank him and thank him for what he's Thank you, Lord, for 
uh, all of you this morning. Thank you, TV, for walking us into corporate prayer and praise. Thank you for each of you who have taken the time to get up this morning. You could have just slept right on in, but we thank God for you this morning. Thank God for your heart. Um, thank you for, for lending your voice and your sound. Um, even to prayer. Give me a second. Let me mute someone. One second. Amen. If you have not done so already, uh, we would absolutely love it if you would mute your line. Just so that those that are listening, those that will come, um, will not have <clears throat> an interrupted sound this morning. Um, if you know nothing else, today is Wednesday. It's the day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. Um, and last week was amazing. It was probably about 20 folks um, just on the corporate prayer call at 5 p.m. And again, we do this because our goal is to draw nigh to him as he draws nigh to us, that we would not stumble on our path to purpose. And so, again, we fast today from 5 a.m. until 5 p.m. Lady Diane, Sister Rochelle will meet and greet us, and keeping in mind that we were given some instructions. And, again, this is for those that can and will um, preferably the, the leaders will absolutely do so, but we're fasting on um, Wednesday and on Friday um, just for a season, just for a season um, that for real, we would begin to walk in to the fullness that God promises each of us as he takes us further into kingdom living, kingdom building, um, and and more than anything, really, so that we won't uh, that we won't miss the opportunity to be used when it presents itself. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, there is absolutely a word. I love Holy Spirit. I love how He moves. I love how He operates. Um, amen. Uh, and somebody else still needs to mute their line. You may be new to the call. You may not know the order. But if you would, please, ma'am, please, sir, go ahead and mute your line. Thank you, Shell. Um, I have I have not slept a whole bunch. <clears throat> so pardon uh, my stagnation, my, my sloth. Um, very, very interesting night. But that being said, uh, the Lord gave me a word specifically for us this morning, not not for one person in particular, uh, but because the word is so rich and so full and because Holy Spirit is so wise, in so doing, um, he gave me the, the title uh, for today's share a couple of days ago, but he didn't give me exactly what to share uh, until after midnight. Uh, just just to, to bring you up to speed, it, it, my journey has been a long one. Um, but at the very beginning of it, uh, the Lord gave me some instructions, and I didn't really understand 
um, the instructions at that moment, he had me to make an apron. And um, the majority of the time, anytime I go outside to teach, uh, I have a tendency to wear an apron of some sort. And wouldn't it be just like Holy Spirit to um, illuminate that part of my why through the word of God. If you ever want to know if something is actual, if you ever want to know if you're on target, if you ever want to know um, if if what you're doing is sound or doctrinal, all you have to do, if you can't find it in the word, it does not exist. Let me say that again. If you cannot find it in the word, it is artificial. And um, <clears throat> I have, uh, I always, ask, can you just show it to me? Now, mind you, I, I may have been 25, 26 <laughs> when he gave me this instruction, very unlearned, um, very unversed in the word, um, but I knew what I heard. It, it's just, it's some cold game when he make you wait 20-something years. <laughs> to show you something in the word that reminds you of what he already said. Now, I'm going to share from John, the 13th chapter, super familiar passage of scripture. And again, that's John 13. And somebody's still unmuted. We still hear your background noise. Could you make sure you mute your phone for us? And um, I'm going to, my reading is going to be a little lengthy, uh, but I think that I need to read it in its entirety for you to be able to take it in context. Um, I, I came outside and sat in my car because I don't know if Josiah got to go to work, but I don't, I don't want to wake him up. So pardon my, my door slam. Under whatever circumstance, the title for today's share is The Final order, the final order. Um, if you, you go back, I, I love um, the four Gospels, and, and I love it because it paints a picture of um, n- not only the instructions that we have to live and to maintain, while I, I love reading the Old Testament as well, but there's something about the new covenant uh, that that presents to us a different type of liberty. Not only does it present to us a different type of liberty, but the demonstration that that Jesus uh, shared with us, the effort that he gave in making sure that we wouldn't be confused or lost or broken in the process um, is another uh, example of how kind and gracious Abba actually is. He's so good that he made sure that we would have a visual. Um, I, I'm I'm super, super kinesthetic learner. I love to see how things operate. This particular passage of scripture um, is going to uh, hopefully, for, for those of us that, that are not already operating from here, I pray that it empowers you 
to do some deep digging and find out where you are lacking forgiveness. Find out where you have a low love quotient. So again, uh, the the title is The Final Order. So I'm going to read this in its entirety because it's beautiful. And I promise if you love it, it'll bless you. Amen. Um, John 13, and I'm going to read it in the message version. For those of you that know me, you'll understand when you hear a single word. I had never read it like this before. I listened to it in multiple versions. Uh, But this one says something significant, which is why I mentioned my apron. Amen. So it says, just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come to leave this world to go to the Father. Having loved his dear companions, he continued to love them right until the end. It was supper time, and the devil by now had Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, firmly in his grip, all set for the betrayal. Jesus knew that the Father had put him in complete charge of everything, that he had came from God and was on his way back to God. So he got up from the supper table, set aside his robe, and he put on his apron. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples, drying them with his apron. When he got to Simon Peter, Peter said, Master, you wash my feet? And Jesus answered, you don't understand. Now now what I'm doing, but you don't understand now what I'm doing, but it will be clear enough to you later. And Peter persisted, you're not going to wash my feet ever. And Jesus said, If I don't wash your feet, you can't be part of what I'm doing. But Master Peter said, not only my feet then, wash my head, wash my hands. And Jesus said, if you've had a bath in the morning, you only need your feet washed now. You're clean from head to toe. My concern, you understand, is holiness not hygiene. So now you're clean, but not every one of you. He knew who was betraying him. That's why he said, not every one of you. After he finished washing their feet, he took his robe and put it back on and went back to his place at the table. Then he said, do understand what you Do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master, and rightly so. That's exactly what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, wash your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master. 
An employee does not give orders to his employee. An employee does not give in, uh, instructions to his employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. Now, here we are um, leading into uh, when he is betrayed. And it says, I'm not including all of you in this. I know precisely who I've selected so as not to interfere with the fulfillment of this scripture. The one who ate bread at my table turned on his heels against me. I'm telling you all of this ahead of time so that when it happens, you will believe that I am who I say I am. Hallelujah. Make sure you get this right. Receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me. Just as receiving me is the same as receiving the one who sent me. After he said these things, Jesus became visibly upset, and then he told them why. One of you is going to betray me. Now the disciples looked around at one another, wondering who on earth he was talking about. One of the disciples of Jesus, who he loved dearly, was reclining against him, his head on his shoulder. Peter mentioned to him, ask who Jesus might be talking about. So being the closest, he said, Master, who? And Jesus said, the one whom I give this crust of bread after I've dipped it. Then he dipped the crust and gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as the bread was in his hand, Satan entered him. What you must do, Jesus said, do. Do it and get it over with. No one around the supper table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas was their treasurer, Judas was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or that he should give something to the poor. Judas, with the piece of bread, left. It was night. Now, here we are. This is the pentacle piece of the text. The new command. When he had left, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is seen for who he is, and God seen for who he is in him. The moment God is seen in him, God's glory will be on display. In glorifying him, he himself is glorified glory all around. Children, I'm with you only for a short time longer. You're going to look high and low for me. But just as I told the Jews, I'm telling you. Now where I go, you are not able to come. Let me give you the new command. Love one another. In the same way that I have loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. 
when they see the love you have for each other, yeah. Simon Peter asked, Master, just where are you going? And Jesus answered, you can't now follow me where I'm going. You will follow me later. Master, said Peter, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. <laughs> really? You'll lay down your life for me? Well, the truth is that before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, but more importantly, to the doing of his word. I read the message version because I didn't want you to miss a word. In in the old days, a lot of people don't necessarily know, and this is for uh, those that may not, the, the process of foot washing was a result of the fact that they wore sandals and usually their, their shoes and footing was open. And so they would just about have mud on their feet. And so it was, uh, it is symbolic of uh, servanthood. It is symbolic of submission uh, to one another. It is indicative of humility and honor. And so Jesus being the one who is honored, of course, the question was, why would you be the one that's washing our feet? But because Jesus is the perfect pattern. He gave us an opportunity to see himself, not just love, but love freely, not just love, but love unto submission, unto those even that he was leading. He wasn't so high and mighty that he would refuse to do something that represented meekness and lowliness, meek meaning strength under control. He wasn't so dead set on saying, I'm the boss, and I know that I'm the master. I've established that I'm the master. I've demonstrated that I'm the master. His heart was to share with them what it looks like to serve one another. Now, if you pay attention, there were so many different nuggets um, in this passage. The very first one um, is is that he called those that he was teaching companions. I, I love the fact that as soon as Jesus came into the place of full fruition, full cultivation of his gift, the first thing he did was he gathered companions. We know that because we read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, where he began to uh, go point out this one and that one and this one and that one. Um, and, and they traveled with him and he loved them well. I love to say this because it's a constant reminder to me that when they go low, I go lower because when you love people well, they grow fast. Even in considering how that this line was cultivated from a, a sheer desire to spend time in the presence of company of people who love God back, who want to love God better. And how we do it is we do it together. <clears throat> I also love here that it, that it, also points out that the enemy had already 
been assigned to Judas to select him and to prepare him for his role. Do you recognize that every single one of us have a role and a responsibility to play? Early on in this passage of scripture, it was identified who Judas was. Now, when you pay attention and your discernment is operating in an effective fashion, what you'll notice is you'll see an enemy from a distance, even if they're up close. Now, that would mean that it gives validity to the passage of scripture that declares, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I love how God reminds us that his word is congruent and it operates as a joint fitted unit to depict everything that we need to live and to to glean from the truth of his word. Now, Jesus knew that he was responsible for everything. He was the pivotal moment in history. He was the factor in the matter. He was the one that was going to change history. But the disciples have the privilege of his stellar example in such a way that um, I I even appreciate that he had his people picked. He said, not all of you. But this thing right here, this thing that for the last 20-something years, I've, I've had a, an impression, I, I felt pressed. In the King James Version, it says that he put a towel around his loins. He put a towel around his waist to operate or to serve as an apron. But here in the Message Bible, the Message Version, it demonstrates that he put on an apron. He put on an apron symbolic of servanthood and servitude, again, uh, coupling it with the the process of foot washing. But not only that, imagine uh, what transpired with the apron as he spent time washing the disciples' feet. It was muddy. It was dirty. It wasn't a pretty look. He had to get low. He had to get to the place where everything they had picked up on their feet, and I'm sure they had stepped in cow dung and horse dung and donkey dung and pigeon and all kinds of other poop. He had, uh, they had walked through all of that, but Jesus, because of his assignment, because of his task, because of the role he had to play play and the example that he had to leave, he made himself low enough to the ground to have to use that which was covering him to wash the feet of those he loved, and he would dry them with his apron. Now, because Simon Peter was who he was, Uh, And he was responsible even for his role and responsibility. And because everything that transpired was all pivotal to them recognizing uh, the deity of God and not the man or humanity of God. Peter had the nerve to say, you ain't doing that. Watch out. Go on somewhere. He said, "You you don't get it. Not just yet. But if you go through this process, If you observe me and you pick up what it is that I'm putting down, I assure you that it'll take you into the next place with power, and it will help to uh, reveal God's glory. Uh, That means, my brother and my sister, you, my dear, are an absolute 
glory carrier, right? He said, as a matter of fact, if I don't get this love, if I don't take into consideration that my role and responsibility is to be the example, you won't ever make it to where I'm at because you won't do what I've called you to do, which is what my father called me to do. So my father called me to do it. Now here I am in the flesh doing it. Now I'm teaching you to do it. And now here, 2,000 years later, we still read this same scripture. And guess what? The final order has not changed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, he said, I'm not worried about any of the aesthetics of this thing. I'm not worried about uh, the hygiene or even the sanitation. This has nothing to do with that. This has everything to do with getting low. It is the final order, right? He said, my concern is that you understand that it's about holiness. That's what the washing of the feet is. That's what me taking off my robe that symbolizes my kingdom and putting on an apron that symbolizes my servanthood because that's the part I need you to glean. Now, he knew who was going to do what. He knew how they were going to do it. And guess what, y'all? Not only did he know, but he was the trigger for the onset. Let me say that again. Because he was in all power, he knew. He knew when. He knew how. He knew where. And he understood why. And he bowed to it. He demonstrated in life what it looked like to bow to a thing. After so doing, because he recognized that that Judas was going to do what he had to do, uh, he, he finished and he shared with them after taking off the apron that he used to serve, to wash their feet, he put back on his deity. He put back on what he was sent for. And as he did so, he said, do you understand what I have done to you, right? You address me as teacher. You address me as master, and rightly so. That's exactly what I am. So if I'm that, and I washed your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. Not necessarily in a literal sense of the word, but what it means is that we are absolutely responsible for serving one another. I want to say to the person that isolates themselves, you can't serve anyone if you're stuck in solitude, if you're stuck in isolation. There's a difference between being hidden and being isolated. This season is the season where we are walking into places, introducing our lives to people, not in an effort to prove that we are such and much, not in an effort to prove that we are leaders or teachers, but in an effort to demonstrate that which Jesus, hallelujah, had the courage to demonstrate from a place of sheer servanthood that we are servants, right? And so now um, he he says, I, I, I love this part because after he does what he does and declares what he declares, he said, now listen, I got my people picked. This ain't for everybody. The question you have to ask is, are you in the inclusion? I know precisely 
whom I've selected. And, and so what that means is real talk, everybody ain't going. Everybody can't go with you. Everybody is not a part of your tribe. Everybody is not necessarily um, uh, for you, even if they journey with you, even if you pour into their lives, even if you've demonstrated love and light, even if you've been sweet, nice, and kind, even if you fed them, even if you've prayed for them, even if you fasted for and with them, it does not mean that everybody uh, is on your side or has your best interest at hand, right? And so uh, it has to be a fulfillment of the scriptures of you. We, we have our own quote unquote verses. There's, there's not a comparison. The only thing we can ever do is out serve one another, right? And so then Jesus declares the one who ate bread at my table turned on his heels against me. And so now here it is that the disciples are observing him and, and, and thinking to themselves, well, shoot, I hope it's not me. I don't ever want to be the one that was considered a heel turner. <laughs> Right. I don't I don't ever want to be considered the one that was a, a back turner. Can you mute your phone for us? And Jesus said, I'm telling you all of this ahead of time so that when it happens, you'll recognize the fulfillment of the scriptures. Right. So. um here we move forward into the text and it says receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me. Receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me. Have you ever had somebody say something to you and it didn't necessarily agree with who you are until a little bit later when it made you mad because it was true? You ever been frustrated when one of them old church mothers, as legalistic and religious as they may have been, let me tell you something, there was some oil to what they did because they meant it. They worshiped for real. They trusted for real on a very different level, but they lived consecrated, some of them, holy lives, not all of them, some of them. And they said something, or it might not have been old church mother. It might have been uh, somebody in passing because God will assign people to your life to say only what he said because he sent them, right? That that piece, that portion is so important in this season. Um, God is, is speaking probably more in this season after going through all that we've been through very differently, but very audibly, right? And so when he told them that one was going to betray them, now I'm going to point this out. After they looked around at each other, right, one of the disciples, the one Jesus loved dearly, was reclining against him, his head on his shoulder. Peter mentioned to him, now mind you, he, there's not a name mentioned here. Peter mentioned to him, he asked, Jesus, who might you be talking about? So being the closest, he said, Jesus who? And Jesus said, listen, this is the part I love. Jesus answered him. Some of us would call that lightweight petty. 
Watch this. I'm addicted. Can you mute your phone for us? Seriously, whoever that is. Thank you. Not only did he tell him, um, he told him right away. So, so what? So, in other words, he said, "Pay attention, follow my lead, and watch exactly what I'm I'm going to do." Some of us are responsible for being able to be observed, and even sharing with you who an enemy is. You need people around you that'll keep watch, that'll keep guard, that'll pay attention for your well-being. You need people around you that'll keep your eyes open to what's next and what's now. You need people around you that will pour into you and remind you of, of what all is what. And so here Jesus shares with them uh with with Peter because he had the courage to ask. Sometimes you just got to ask have the courage to ask the hard questions. Now, he knew that he had to do what he had to do. And he had to do all of this preceding the new covenant. And so now all of this has happened. Jesus has showed them who's going to betray him. Now he goes down to uh the the second part where he starts to share with them again you saw me you had me with you right now we get into a place where you will be part of the demonstration of his glory right i'm here for just a minute right i'm leaving i'm going to go prep some things and if you continue to read and if you read backwards and forwards uh just a little bit it's it's right before he begins to say i i'm going away to prepare a place but before he does that in 35, he says, let me give you a new command to love one another in the same way that I have loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize who you are. I said earlier that for some of us, you may have a low love quotient. Some of you may have experienced a, a gang of abandonment, rejection, childhood trauma. Some of us weren't loved well, right? Some of us did not have access to the type of love that is conveyed or demonstrated in this passage of scripture. And even though Jesus, his ministry only lasted three years, he spent three years loving he spent three years teaching. He spent three years pouring. He spent three years giving. He spent three years sowing. He spent three years vowing. He spent those years in demonstration in relationship with people. It is so important that you hear what I'm saying. That time spent in relationship with people, I'm sure that the families of the disciples uh, may not even have recognized them because of the magnitude of the power of the love of Jesus that was demonstrated because he was sent by the Father. 
I'm sure that as the disciples spent that time with him and, and had the opportunity to glean and study under his tutelage, that their hearts began to be mended, that deliverance was happening as they would walk those streets before he got to a place where uh, he would wash their feet. I'm sure that his love and his wisdom was poured out in such a way that nothing about them was ever the same. They had kaleidoscope moments. They had moments where the sand had shifted and things had changed and hearts had been fixed and minds had been regulated. It is so important that when you are in someone's company that every single thing about you exudes the love of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, the wellness of Jesus. There are so many things that our love demonstrates. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and they were saying that uh, most people don't really want to uh, be bothered with discipleship. (laughs) It means that you have to involve people in your life. It means that I don't, don't invite me to church, care nothing about your church. Invite me into your life. Right. Uh, he he also shared, you know, that takes time and you got to take up time and spend time with people to truly disciple them. Uh, uh, duh. And pastor, those are the responsibilities of the role that you play. It, it's, it's not enough to show up on Sunday and Wednesday and, and have time with people one or two times a week for very short stints. I don't know if you guys know, but Real Talk, Declare Victory, and, and stuff like Love Life and Victory is us literally doing life together, right? For for some of you guys, and, and I'll say even just for myself, you guys in some ways know more than people that I am blood connected to because of how much we talk, because of how much we share. And even for you, that is silent. Uh, you you have the ability to observe and to listen and to to hear. There there are so many different things that that God made us responsible for because it's, it's not just me. You have no idea how you all loving me well has not only helped me to grow, but it's helped me as it relates to accountability. Uh, there there are voices that I hear during the week. Uh, that encourage me to keep going. There are times where I could have made decisions that would have been harmful to myself and to my witness. But because I knew that I had a great cloud of witnesses that I talked to six days a week. Do y'all know, I don't talk to Tanya six days a week. I don't talk to Sabrina six days a week. Right there, there are Things. I don't talk to Demetriana six days a week. We are positioned, if we would um, trust the process, we are positioned to love one another well. And so when you come with your broken pieces, not only are we not interested in judging you, the goal is to love you. I don't care what you did. I don't care how low you've gotten. 
I don't care how bad you've messed up. I don't care if you high sitting on the call. I don't care if you just popped a pill. I don't care if you just smoked a blunt. I don't care if you just committed adultery or fornication. That doesn't have anything to do with me. You know what my responsibility is? To tell you what the word says about who you are to teach you how it is that we are to walk out of our broken places and our broken pieces together, to love you so well that eventually you began to believe what the word of God says about you in such a way that the enemy can't trick you out of your blessing anymore. He can't trick you into thinking that you're not a son anymore. He can't coerce you into walking away from your blessing. There is too much at stake because somebody needs your demonstration of love. And just like the father sent the son and the son sent the disciples, here it is that now he sent us. One by one, he sent us. You are sent to someone. Somebody needs your level of love in an effort to get to the place of power and prominence, not amongst people, but amongst rankings in the kingdom. Six seven seven nine two three three. Who is that? Can you mute your phone for me? As as God is opening up the eyes of our understanding and revealing the truth of His Word about who we are, there are things that are are happening um, as we love one another better. There are things that are transpiring as we encourage one another, as we pick one another up, and sometimes we we will forget. Uh, Somebody hasn't been on the call. I thank God for people like Krishanda or Prosperous Pam. I thank God for the, the moments where I get phone calls where Christina, who is probably one of the newer voices on the call, will say, hey, uh, do we have a recovery call? Not, you know, so-and-so was high. No, no, no. How can we help who gets high? <laughs> right? That's, that's well-loving. Right. There are so many things that uh, God wants to do. And, and as he begins to unfold them and they're unfolding, I need you to be clear. There are moments where your life, where you thought you were insignificant, especially if you start to jump in, let us hear your sound so we can love you well. Don't be afraid to talk about how raggedy you are. Guess what? I was heck a raggedy, y'all. I was extremely broken. I've been through a lot of stuff, a lot of trauma, a lot of disappointment, a lot of failure, a lot of hurt, a lot of abandonment, a lot of rejection. But all of those things made me exactly who I am right now. And today, can I tell you a secret? You can't tell me nothing because I've got a gang of folks that love me well, but more than anything, I was willing to be loved. Can I ask you a question this morning? Are you willing to be loved well? Right? And so sometimes I get phone calls in the middle of the night. And and if I'm awake, sometimes I have the nerve to grumble. But as long as I'm awake and I got breath in my body, listen, I don't care if you hide and you got a call. It's good. And I know Tanya is saying, oh, my God, did you just do that? I did. Um, and I did because I know what I'm responsible for. And everybody doesn't have the capacity to love broken people well. 
It's what he made me to do. It's how he made me uh, to love. I cannot help it. And I'm not saying lose your mind and call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not saying I'm running across bridges. I'm not saying that. But I don't ever want you to be ashamed of your broken place. I don't ever want you to be ashamed of the reality that, you know, this is a process and it takes a minute. But listen, I was sent to love and I was sent to love hard. I love people that don't treat me well. I love people because I can't help it. It's how I'm put together. And I, I'm appreciative. I, I used to not understand, Lord, that, that wasn't right. They didn't have to do that to me. Yeah, but I, I built you to be able to bounce back from it, don't you? I built you to be able to handle uh, people's secrets and their stories. Don't worry about it. Keep them. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how far out there you think you've gotten. I don't care how ugly you think the scenario. See, there, there's no responsibility that I hold to judge you. I don't care. I got my own stuff that I've recovered from. The goal is that you recover, right? The goal is that you recover people who are loved well. Grow fast. The final order this morning, y'all, is doing everything else. I was standing in my closet. It was 2006. I had written on my wall exactly what Holy Spirit had said. He told me, Dion, I need you to perfect love. That means you can't hold people hostage to their history. That means you can't uh, make somebody feel bad because they're broken. That means you're responsible for healing quickly, ladybug. <laughs> that means you got to be the chick that gets over it. Perfect love. And now, it may not be perfect just yet, but I promise y'all I'm going to die trying. I'm going to die trying to outlove you every single time because it's what Jesus did. I want to be recognized. I don't mean accolades. I don't mean acknowledgement. I don't mean attention whore. I mean I want to be seen as a reflection of his love. Right? I want that to be what they recognize in me. Not Dion who will get you together quick. Not Dion who will uh, tell you all about yourself. That's that's absolutely who I was. Like I'm not I'm not interested in that. That's whack. And I, I'm I'm more interested in obeying what the Word of God calls us to. And I pray that from today forward, if you know you have areas where your love quotient is low. I want to challenge you today to be honest with yourself. I want to challenge you today to ask yourself some questions. How can I love better? Right? Not because I'm perfect, but because I want to be better. Because I want to be that which somebody remembers, where we're just kind to somebody. I don't want to be nice, nasty. I don't want to be curt and short. Right? I don't want to live in a little bitty box because then nobody will know that I love well. And that is all he came to do above all. Charity. Above 
everything, above how well you preach, above how fly you prophesy, above how good you pray, he wants us to make sure that we keep the final order, and that is to love. I know my declaration was a little bit long. Um, I know it wasn't preachy or shouty. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in loving well because it's what I'm commanded to do. And I pray that you recognize that you are commanded to do the same. Listen, I love you. Thank you for listening. Um, Now is the time we have set aside for those that may have jumped on the call a little bit late. There may be somebody that called and you are brand new or you've never said good morning. Loving well means that you trust us enough to love you back. Loving well means that you refuse to be silent because we'll never know you need our love if you sit in the background and never say a word. That's not fair to us fulfilling the promise. You rob us of an opportunity to love you well when you pretend that you're not relevant or what you have to say isn't important. So I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give you a moment to shake off the trick that the enemy will try to play on you in keeping you silent. Listen, we want to love you around here. It's the culture. We want to empower you to be loved well and to learn to love well. We want you to heal and get over your broken pieces and your broken places. I promise we don't have a whole bunch to say, hold on, sissy. Um, I, I promise if you give us an opportunity, now we, we don't get it right every single time, I, and, and sometimes we even have to apologize, right? But if you give us room to love you well, and what that means here is just hearing your sound, I promise we'll steward that opportunity well. Is there anybody who's never said anything? Well, I I thank the Lord for me being on here this morning and hearing your word because I really need it because God is ordering my steps. And I appreciate everybody online and for God giving me the opportunity to see another day to be here. Amen. Hi, Tina. I love you. Hi. I love you, too. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. This is Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Good morning. Good morning. This is Danielle. Hi, Danielle. I came down late. I overslept, but I heard all the good stuff, so thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Before we go into our general greeting. I want to take a moment for those that have never said anything, for those who just called and have been calling for quite some time, but you've never said good morning. Will you do that for us this morning? Will you give us a chance to try? Anybody? New to the call? Well, this Tina again. Can y'all please keep me in prayer? And I receive the love that you guys are giving me, and I want to give it back in return. And I'm going to get out my shadow and out my closet 
and I'm going to spread love and love like the Lord wants me to love. Start right now. Amen. And we'll take it. <laughs> we'll we'll take it. And and if there is somebody on the call, real, real talk, um, in the Sacramento area, Dan, thank you um, for what you did in in connecting Tina to the call. But Tina needs to be for real loved on. So y'all know how we rock. You know who you are. If it's if it's your assignment, um, Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Mrs. Leomia. Great decoration. Hey, good morning, Miss Leomia. Good morning, oh, Sister Lisa. Hey, Sister Lisa, good morning. Great decoration. Thank you. Good morning, declared victory. This is Simone. Hi, Sammy. Good morning. Yay. Good morning, good morning. Bar. Hey, everyone this morning. I just feel so grateful after listening to your declaration that all I have been through, the failed marriages, two of them, uh, the molestation. Wait, wait, beloved, wait, wait before you before you give your full share. Let's finish our hellos and then you go first after hello is done, okay? Okay. Okay, Good morning, family. This is Stephanie, and I love you all. Good morning. I couldn't hear your name. Who was that? Good morning. Wait. Who was that that said good morning first? I just didn't hear your name. Who was that? Kedra. Oh, I know. I heard. Oh, hey, Kedra. I'm sorry. I didn't recognize you. You were muffled. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Hey, Sister Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Hey, Carla. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. It's persistent Priscilla and uh, Dion. I want to be a part of this tribe. You already are, lady. <laughs> no, but I want I want to jump in more. <laughs> Amen. It's been a it's it's been a, a tug and pull from my old things. Well, you know my 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 church, but it is what it is. And I this, got this it. is for I heard sure. You. Yeah, you hear me? I know you do. Praise yeah, God. Yes, Good morning, Good morning. Three. This is Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda. Good morning. Good morning. It's good morning. For loving me so much. Good morning. We love you back, babe. Good morning, Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Good morning. Morning, dear Shell. Hey, Shell. Morning, babe. Demetriana and me. Good morning, Demetriana. Good morning, it's Patsy. Hi, Patsy. Good morning. Morning, Dion. It's Moni. In the middle. I love you. Love you too. 
Morning, Deanna. Christina, love you much. Hey, babe, love you more. Morning, family. It's magnificent. Hey, magnificent. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. Declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Sarge. God bless you. Hey, good morning, Sister Dion. This is Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. Now, I'm not. I'm just uh, muting back out because I'm at work right now, so I just wanted to listen in this morning. Amen. Well, I thank God for you being on the call. <laughs> pa- Pastor Weston, I appreciate you. Love you, man. Love you, too. Good morning, Pastor Dion. This is Jubilant Juliet. Good morning, my Jubilant Juju. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning, Tanya. Hey, Tanya, good morning. Good morning, this is Catherine. Hey, Catherine, good morning. Good morning, this is Juanita. Hey, Juanita, good morning. Where are all my men at? Where y'all at? I know Brother Jeff said good morning. Where he at? Amen. Um, that being said, if there's no one else, um, I'm going to hand it right over to Beloved. Beloved, you there? Or... Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm oh, sorry about that. It's okay. I just am feeling so grateful this morning after hearing your declaration about love, because I have a mindset to love in spite of all the crappy things I've been through in my life, the dysfunctional parents, the alcoholic molesting father, the uh, mother who had mental issues and had no self-esteem. I just thank God that I'm not bitter about the way I was brought up because I could be. And I see people that are mean, and they give themselves permission to be mean and evil. Yeah. And I just thank God that that's not me. I just, I'm so thankful. Yeah. So I appreciate you. I love you. I lift everyone up in prayer daily. Have a wonderful day. Back on you. Do, you do the same, sis. We love you. I'm super proud of you. I'm super proud of you and your business. It is so nice to watch you blossom and to flourish. That is a blessing. People that are loved well grow fast. <laughs> Amen. I tell you all that to declare victory because if you guys hadn't been in my ear, if I hadn't been on this call, I would not have had the strength and the courage that I had to start the business. So I love you guys more than I could even tell you. <laughs> Look, putting together pop-ups and the folks on your thread, we can't wait for the next one. Come on, Jesus. Give us opportunity to be love and light and glory carriers. I love it. Very, very proud of you. Anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary? We're walking right into love, life, and victory at this point. Yeah. Wait, hold on two seconds. I heard two men. Um, I know I heard Brother Jeff. Go ahead, Brother Jeff. You know, when you was inviting uh, 
those folks that, that have never spoken or said good morning. God was sharing with me, he said, Jeff, in order to love, you have to take a risk. Yeah. So when it comes to loving others, you have to open yourself up and expose yourself and yeah. take a risk. That's all I got. Yeah. Love is a huge risk. I agree. I agree. There, there, there was one more. Dion, that was me. It's Kenya. Oh, hey, Kenya. Go ahead, baby. Um, so this love thing, right? Right now I'm dealing with my child, and that was the beginning of me opening up certain doors when she left and she chose to go stay with her dad. Now I love her with all my heart, but I'm feeling a little bit of bitterness for her leaving and anger. How do you work with that with your child and the fact that she has totally decided that she don't believe in God no more? Like, how do you deal with that without pushing too hard? Yeah, she got to go through her process. And we'll, uh, how about this? How about if you come over? How about got you. That? Got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll do that like that. Okay, that's a process. Yeah. Amen. Anybody hey, else? good morning. Yeah, hey, Tanya, not hey. Tanya, not hey, Good morning. So, um, <laughs> so y'all, we look, we got we got to say you show is party. I had to just come off and say how pretty you just so fine. Happy birthday, girl. <laughs> <laughs> y'all love me well. Y'all, y'all love me well. I, I so appreciate you. Um, but this is, this is totally not about me. So, um, thank you, Brother Jeff, for what you said, because I was yeah. like, well, let me get out of my head. Um, I really need to say this to who this is for, and you'll know who it's for because you'll feel it. So as Dion was concluding her share, um, I, I felt that there was a shift and that there are there is a, there is at least one of you, but there are several of you on the line that are afraid to open up your mouth and share because of fear is one of them. Um, shame is another one of them. Um, condemnation is another one of them. One of what? One of the things that has your tongue tied uh, to the degree that you won't say, I'm one of those people that needs to be loved well because X, Y, Z. Now, this is not because we want to get in your business. It absolutely is not. Um, um, it is so that you can be free from that thing that it literally grips you and it keeps you from, it's keeping you from moving forward because, because, because you're hiding behind that thing. You've given that thing control, whatever whatever it is. So you just heard how so what is the process? How do I do it? You just heard beloved Barb. Uh, I think that's the first time I've heard her be that transparent, and I salute you, beloved. But but you just heard her say, you know, just coming around has helped me to deal with or, or, or not be bitter against um, my parents for the way that I was raised. I don't feel any kind of sort of way towards her for saying that other than, oh, my God. She's, she's got it, and she's being intentional about freeing herself from the thing that has held her bondage. 
So I'm not talking to the people who I'm talking. It's somebody who's never said anything. And it could be somebody who occasionally, but I'm, it's the person that's been really, really, you've been silent. And Kenya, I love you for being transparent enough to say um, you're not the only parent who has felt that kind of way. Um, all, all my kids decided to run away when they were teenagers and go live with the other side of the family. And it hurt. It hurt a lot. Okay, but that's not, but, but I'm saying it's somebody on the call. It's at, it's at least one of you, but there are several who, who you're hiding, and you don't have to hide here. We don't, we're, it's not for us to be judgmental against you. That's, that's, so the floor is open to you. The per, you've never, you've, or maybe you've said it once, maybe you've said hello before, but you've never really given a sound to your pain. That's who I'm talking to. Amen. And it, it does it doesn't have to be today. Just know that when you're ready, we're willing. That's all. When you're ready, we're willing. Amen. Anybody else have questions, comments, commentary? Anybody, anybody? Thank you for your direction. Mrs. Levina. Go ahead. Hey B, let let whoever I'm not Go sure ahead. who that was. Go ahead. Who, who was that? This is Sister Lisa. Hey, go go ahead, Sister Lisa. Uh, yes. Um, I thank you for your decoration. I thank you for your encouragement. But I need some more love. Uh, as I'm going through right in my journal. Um, this past Sunday I went to church to my church and. Uh, so uh, it's a family member. They are family, and I've seen the devil get in my head, and it's about some keys. I had to write that in my journal that um, she's a member of the, one of their pastors' family, and I, I mean, she just came into church, and I, I don't. It is, it, it, I guess, of being uh, like I, I felt like he gave her the keys to the church when I lived closer. Um, and I became angry. I became upset with the keys. And then I had to pray, God, keep my eyes on you, not no keys toward the church. You know, and it made me feel like, well, they don't trust me. They don't trust me enough because she just got there and they gave her the keys to turn the alarm off and this and that. And I just felt like you out of order again, Lisa. And you're trying to get closer to God, right? But get out of my head, devil. Get out of my head because I should be looking and trying to worship and serve. And it took me way off of worship and church Sunday. And I uh, had to come home and I'm crying because I wanted so badly. But then I keep falling off. Um, um, I'm going to stop you, Lisa, and I'm I'm going to say this. When, When you start to understand that you are accepted in the beloved, that that goes right back to we we don't keys don't have nothing to do with love. Okay. That's just you wanting to feel away, and I get it. Um, allow God to put in your life the people who will accept you, just like this, in your broken place. Just just like this, you good. When you put your expectations on getting to know Him and to love Him, 
all of that stuff starts to fade to black babe. All of that stuff starts to disappear, right? All of that stuff starts to be removed. It's a process. Your The real problem for you has nothing to do with keys. It has everything to do with rejection and acceptance, right? Rejection, abandonment, acceptance, and being accepted by people. You are accepted by the one who created everything. And then you got this family. We accept you just like this. And some days are going to be better than others. Don't beat yourself up. Go through your process. Quit worrying about them keys and worried about the key. The key is Abba. The key is Jesus. The key is Holy Spirit. Worry about those things. So that's where we come in and we cast down every false imagination, any high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. Only you can do that. And you use your words and your mouth to tell your heart and your mind how to operate. Listen, I am the righteousness of God. I'm above only and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. Right? So I want you've got to learn the word to be able to say the word. It's in okay. those moments that you need the word. Does that make sense, sweetheart? Yes, yes, it does. Thank you. We're so beating much. yourself up about stuff that okay. don't matter. It don't matter. Thank you. We love yeah. you. Look, we love yeah. you. Thank you. You accept yes, it right here. You got it? Thank you. God bless. God bless you. V. Lavina? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You loved well when I drove through. That's all I want to say. Love you back. Amen. Well, you know, you know, man, till the wheels fall off this thing, I, and you down the street, and I'm here. Yeah, no. Hey, girl. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for that, sis. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary. All right. Well, y'all know y'all know I'm not gonna be the dead horse. Yeah, I'm just sorry. This is Juanita. I just want to say, you. I do. Um, how you doing? I I love the passage of scripture that you read, um, and from the Message Bible, um, as you read it, um, um, the way you know it's so, you know, understandable, and um, I definitely enjoyed um your declaration this morning, um. You know, I don't think I, I think one of the, my problems is I, I love too much sometimes, you know, but um, I, I don't think that I have a problem with loving on anyone. Um, but, you know, there has, um, there has um, been things in my life, you know, that, um, that it could have been that way that I was, you know, resentful or hateful or, you know, um, upset about the way things transpired. But um, I think that, you know, I thank God that I had a grandmother, you know, that um, prayed and was, you know, really nourishing me um, as a child that, you know, taught me love, you know, and um, respect and elders and things of that nature. Even when they teach you that, even as the elders in the church, you know, you had me laughing, you said, not all of them, <laughs> you know. That, no, uh, ma'am. It's, it's, you know, man. <laughs> and, and it's true. It's true. It's true. And so, you know, so um, not everyone means you well, but we know that God is, you know, um, he's so good that, you know, we I know that he's always been with me. And I think, thank God for, 
you know, even messengers, um, um, as he's speaking to me these days and sending messengers and messages to me. I thank God for that. So I just thank the um, the declare victory. I thank um, declare victory for what it has been in my life. So I just um, want to say I love you, <laughs> and I thank God for you. Amen. I love you too, babe. Katie. Hi, Katie. So on Sunday, it's funny when you were talking, and I was laughing too. I'm um, funny that when she's talking about not all of them, because you know them old sisters that make you feel like you just want to go get in the closet and never ever ever come out again. But in like life, said, exactly. There is some oil just because you. I probably have forgot to wear a slip that Sunday, but I didn't have one. Anyway, that's another story. But when you were talking and you were talking about um that um, nobody can do it. Like, nobody gets to their destination alone. That's something Pastor Omar spoke at our church on Sunday. And he said basically what you talked about, some of what you said he talked about, he talked about we're not careful, like, rushing back to the church, and all we have become is professional Christians. It ain't We ain't discipling nobody because we have to realize that we have to make disciples out of people that, we, that don't even like us and don't like, you know, it was just like basically – to get over ourselves too and know that even the if we remember what he brought us out of when we had our shortcomings all of it makes more sense i hope i'm not i hope i make sense but just this morning's message is just reminding us and like you said people that um are afraid to open up their mouths is really helpful because the enemy wants to mute you not when you're supposed to mute yourself that's different i'm talking about just mute you so that you will stay stuck and stay bound so thank you sis and it was so good to hear uh, my nephew say he was on the call this morning, so I'm blessed. Bye. Amen. Hey, it's um, yeah. Krishanda. Um, uh, I'm sitting with that apron. I'm sitting in front of that apron with all that stuff on it, just sitting in front of the apron as Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. And we think about him doing that and that he died for us. I mean, there is no greater love. And just, I just thank you for your teach about um, love this morning, that that reminder, the apron of us um, kind of putting ourselves aside, our own, our own selves, the things that we um, can be so stuck on about ourselves, but, but to serve others. And, and thank you for sharing how um, Jesus modeled that. Um, that was awesome. God bless you. God bless you, sis. I hate you mm-hmm. me again. I wanted to. Oh, oh, oh. Go ahead, Buckley. Actually, this is Kenya, but I, I defer to you, Lisa. Okay. You're probably in the bathroom. Yes, because I went into work today, but I'm in the conference room. This time. <laughs> Hilarious. I want to know how you are full blown registered nurse and you can work from home. How do you nurse on people from home? But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Lisa, I'm giving it to you. I know you yeah. Uh oh, they might have caught her. <laughs> they must have. Lisa, did they catch you in the conference room? What y'all say? I, I did they catch you in say. the conference room? <laughs> <laughs> she deferred to you. That lying enemy. Listen. <laughs> And I was saying, happy belated birthday, Tan, and um, I love you, and, and thank God for your life. You do look beautiful. I was like, what? 
uh, Dion, you might have to come out of, and pull out them tools a little more often. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Dee Dee, go ahead. I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Dee Dee, I don't want to be no professional Christian. I just don't. And that's the struggle. For me, that's like being a Christian on paper uh, only. And so I ain't doing that. So I need it. You made me think about something that we didn't address on this call. You said sometimes you love too much. I don't think that's really real, right? What I think is we don't really know what love is. We think we know what love is by the way we've been loved and by what we see displayed. But if you really want to know what love is, while you're watching Jesus, Go to First Corinthians chapter 13 and read that love chapter. We'll find out how love keeps no record of wrong. Love is not puffed up. Love, it just don't do some of the stuff that we do in the name of love. It don't enable people. No, 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 by no means, right? So um, just me learning, I had to learn what love was. And when I say that I love someone, it means different. Means a different thing than when sometimes somebody says they love me, and I get it and I understand. But I want to perfect love, and I do that according to the Word of God. And absolutely, First Corinthians thirteen will show us how sometimes we're not really loving uh, the way we should because we just didn't know how. I just wanted to share that great declaration, sis. Very good. Go ahead, Tan. Thanks, Lisa, for the birthday wish. Yeah, we, we talked about you real quick. We thought the people had snatched you out of the conference room. But anyway, um, um, so, Dion, you know, as you talked about, when you read the um, passage from um, uh, the Message Bible, I was like, oh, my God, Jesus has an apron. Leave it up to Dion to find an apron scripture, right? Um, but I also thought about, you know, last last week when E.K. shared about um, – uh, we got on the topic of feet washing. Uh, it brought me back again to that um, that amazing ceremony that we had, and I won't go into detail about that. But and the level of intimacy, and um, as you were describing Jesus washing their feet, um, and just reminding us that the where they lived was very dusty. It was desert like. It wasn't a bunch <clears throat> of grass and that type of thing. Very very dusty, and so they walked. They didn't have the type of sandals we have. Um, but the, but they there was nothing really to cover their feet, so they stepped in all kinds of things. But I immediately got a um, picture of Jesus serving um, those big, you know, some of them big crusty men, um, and how dirty the water would be. Um, and but Jesus still sticking his hands in there and and washing their feet. Not then me and my crazy self. I was like, I wonder did he pour the water out? How often did he pour the water out and refresh it or whatever? But still, just the act of servanthood and taking his apron and and um and then making sure that their feet were dry. Me and my crazy self, I would have wanted to be first so I wouldn't have to um, feel the wet apron um, as he had dried everybody else's feet. But then, Dion, I thought about the church mothers, as you said. The, some, of them, some of them had oil, not all of them, because some of them was mean as... <clears throat> mean as I don't know what, um, just because of who they were, maybe bitterness that they had. But then there were those others that could correct you in, in such love and with such humility that, um, you know, you didn't want to stay in the closet, Dee Dee. You know, it, they gave you the courage to correct whatever needed to be corrected and to keep going. I can think of one of those people Right now, she is my gamma. I call her my gamma, um, who um, I know was assigned to my life. 
um, who shared, like as transparent as Dion is, that's how she was transparent with her life. But that was unheard of back then when I was a teenager, a pregnant teenager in my daddy's church where he was the pastor, the very first one to be, to actually go through with the pregnancy. Oh no, I was the second one. But still, you can imagine what that looked like in, in, in a Kojic church. And I was 17 years old, pregnant. Um, but this woman um, loved me so well um, that um, I'm part, part of who I am today is because of her. Um, but I'm just so thankful for the memories that I have and the correction that I received in love. And then I think about Mother Jenkins, if there are any true Hopians on the call. Uh, Mother Jenkins will get you together and love you so well that you couldn't be mad at her. <laughs> anyway, um, and that's what we aspire to do here is to love you well and correct in love because we want to see you better. Anyway, thank you for sharing this morning, Dee. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Prosperous. Good morning, Pastor, my love. Um, hi, family. Um, I just wanted to say it was a really a wonderful declaration, and I just want to thank Declare Victory for um, showing me. I mean, God has just worked through this line, just showing me how to even receive love and um just there's been so much growth that God has taken me through during these past four to five years I've been on this call and I couldn't have done it without you guys and um, I know Pastor Dion you used to say um, talk about the isolating and I used to think it was just me being comfortable you know until I really dug into what that had to do what that had to do with and God just showed me we do need one another um, he showed me so much from the first time I called on this line so I just want to say thank you I love I love everyone on this call. There's been so many people who've just been such a blessing. And um, I just want to love better, too. I want to love better. Okay, that's all. That's all. Very good. Very good. Thank you for sharing, Prosperous. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Yes, it's me, Persistent. I hey, me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, um, I just love this um, this declaration this morning for many, many reasons. But I also just want to say, I'm looking forward to this journey with Declare Victory. I'm looking, I feel like I've, I've landed in such a good place. And, I, you know, I can't thank my brother Nick enough. But um, I'm just so appreciative of what I've been hearing and the teaching and I'm, and I'm growing and I'm healing. And it's been such a long journey. To it seems a long a long journey, and like you've said some 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 folks have said that this morning you weren't accepted, you were quiet because that was your safe place, and you thought you should be you were misunderstood, and I got a whole history of that, but I showed up anyway way because I stood on the word of God, just working it out with fear and trembling, but you know where do you land where you could just be yourself? And just be loved, and I'm just I'm just grateful. I'm very grateful, and I'm looking forward to getting to know everybody and just moving through the process. I had a dream uh, this week, and now I understand the dream. And Dion, I mean, I really don't know what you look like, but I knew it was you in the dream. And the other person I knew from my church, and there were three glasses of orange juice there, and I went to go drink, get, grab my juice. 
and the person from my church pulled the 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 the, the juice back, and you just stood there like a like a um, a military uh, stance. And said nothing but looked at me. And the other person, and then I just turned around, was getting ready to leave, and a group from my church said, you're not leaving until you pray. You're going to pray. And that was it. That was the dream. But Hmm. now I get it. Now I kind of get it. Because I tried to figure it out, and I tried to figure it out. Been asking God, okay, what was that dream about? I just have to choose, I, I and I've chosen, and and it doesn't mean I'm leaving my church. Doesn't mean anything like that. It just means I'm all in. I've been battling with going to this class online and this class online when I really want to do this. I really want to be a part of Declare Victory. I really want to get the teaching on this line. I really need it. And 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 anyway, that's that's what I'm getting from it now from this teaching this morning. Amen. And I thank you. I really do. Amen. Amen. It's a process for sure. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Miss Tony. Good morning. Thank God this morning for the word of God. I thank God on love. I've been struggling with that, but I know how to love um, you know, by loving kindness have I drawn thee and when you were saying about being nasty and nice, you can't be nasty and nice at the same time. And it's a song that we used to sing in church, it's first John four, seven and eight. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God, and he that knoweth God, and he that loveth not knoweth not for God is love. God has commanded us and ordered us to love one another. We don't have to like you. But we do have to love one another for God is love. So I enjoyed your declaration this morning. And I was struggling with it because I went through something when I was married. It was about love, loving my husband. I loved him, but I hated him. So I thank God this morning or today. And sometimes I struggle with that because things pop up when people are talking. You get flashbacks. And I get flashbacks of that. And God had given me a scripture when I hated him, he said, um, life and uh, by loving kindness, um, it, it's a scripture that uh, pertaining to love, you have passed from death to life because you love the brother. And so I had to love him in spite of, you know, God is unconditional and he loves us unconditional. In spite of what we do, uh, who we are, he loves us. And that's how we have to be loving one another. So thank you this morning for that. And you helped me this morning. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for, for joining us, Tony. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Amen. Anybody else before we wrap it up? Amen. Well, y'all, um, I pray that it's been a, a a great morning and that you have been encouraged, inspired, empowered, and enriched. Um, And the expectation is that if nothing else, seeds were effectively planted so that you could begin to work on your love game, honey. 
it is about that time, right, that we love people in such a way that it literally blows their mind if we do nothing else. When we love well, right, and when we give ourselves to loving people and loving well, God is always glorified, always. Amen. Amen. Uh, that being said, listen, I love you. Again, it's our fasting day. We'll meet right back here um, at 5 p.m. with Lady Diane, and um, I pray that you will have the courage to fast, get to a place where you heal. You get yourself and your heart and your mind right, and fasting absolutely helps with that. So God bless you. Have an amazing day. I'll hear you at Five Archer Circle tonight. They're working on um, Heaven's Courts. And if you're not familiar with legislating the heavens, baby, it's game. It'll revolutionize your life. It absolutely has mine. I got three sons to prove it. Amen. 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 Love you.
It's God. 